0: This week's Dick and Ham Show is brought to you by the city of Brisbane. Is life in Melbourne making you feel bombed out? Over the last three years just felt like a continuous kick to the groin? We'll move to Brisbane. Brisbane often's fine weather, great leadership. But when you kick your goals, you'll be winning before you joe it. I mean, know it. Come to Brisbane. It's so much better than where you were before. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Dick and Ham show. Johnny B is a very excited boots. Sam, and as Dave is unavailable for this podcast, we're in dire need of diversity. We've managed to find another private school educated white male from the eastern suburbs of Melbourne, <laughs> who also supports a powerful AFL club. Here's Will. Hi, Will. How are you? Good, thanks, Hugh. How are you? I'm good, mate. How are the uh, rest of you guys? Good?
1: Incredible after what happened with Joe Danaher that that ad has just come on as part of our suite of advertisers in the last
0: couple of weeks. So Yeah, our, our commercial yeah. team's really been working hard to get you know investment from some of the northern states and yeah it's going well
2: Um, our legal department is about to look into it so let's see where it
1: goes to uh (laughs) i'll I'll pay your salary mate so
0: So, exciting episode we're not going to do any of our normal bullshit instead we're going to be doing some alternate bullshit which is essentially an episode fully dedicated to previewing the afl season which kicks off on thursday night with the tigers and uh the blues um firstly before we do that just very quickly and we can talk about it in, in depth later has anyone seen any of that amazon documentary about last season? No. Nah. No. Okay. Oh, well, that was a good segment. We might cover that next week then. All right. I thought what we might do um, is, you know, we've all kind of made some predictions for the, mm. the AFL ladder as at the end of the 2021 home and away season. And we've kind of combined them into like, you know, what the, the official Dick and Ham, uh, ladder prediction for, for the season. So I thought what we might do is, uh, I guess, just kind of go from the top of the ladder all the way through to the bottom um, and talk a little bit about kind of each team. We'll focus a little bit on, on the top four and then, uh, you know, some of the other teams who are probably in the mix for finals um, then there'll be a handful of teams that are probably in no man's land and then some of the bottom so we'll um we'll talk a bit about that and once we finish that we'll talk about our premiership predictions uh to have some thoughts around who's the first coach who might get fired and then we've got some special hot takes from each of us as well so all of us had these top three teams in some combination in in the top three uh geelong actually we had um at number one we had richmond coming in at second and then brisbane sitting there in third place, so you know maybe Boots. Did you maybe want to talk a little bit about you know the Cats? You know what does success look like for them, um, and in particular, like what do you think the recipe for success for them this this year will be?
2: Sure. Well, I actually Sam and I had them the lowest of the three. Well, both Sam and I had Geelong at, at three, so we've we've immediately gone off how we were going to do this. Um, but <laughs> the the, uh, the 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 thing that I would say about drawing the reason I had them third um, is I just think that it's going to take them a a, a little bit of time for, for the way they've reconfigured the team to, to to hit their straps by comparison of the two teams that I've nominated above them. And, you know, I've got a couple of concerns, but there's just such an overwhelming amount of talent in that team. Um, Jeremy Cameron, who I, I, I'm not the biggest fan of, but I I really am a huge fan of Sean Higgins. I think he is a phenomenally good player, and I think in a team with Geelong's other qualities around the midfield, and when he's not going to get sat on at all,
0: is going to be is uh, going to be very damaging in that team. And I think that that the think back Higgins line was... kind of takes on the Ablett role from last year, just the super well, high quality kind of half forward guy.
2: Only going on that one pre-season game I watched uh, of, of Geelong, it seems like they're going to run him through the middle a little bit more than what Ablett did last year. Um, I think ideally for them, Gary Rowan will be fit and stay at half forward, and then they'll rotate those other midfielders through the uh, through, through the Ablett spot. Um, but I think the thing that actually I... The, the reason I think... Geelong will be good. Notwithstanding, I think there's going to be some some disconnect with the, the two teams above them. Is I think that back line is very solid. I think Stewart is an excellent player, like one of the one of the he's clearly in all Australians, I was not used to anyone, but um you watch him play and he's always in the always in the right position. Um, he he can actually play on someone, which a lot of those uh, defenders who play in that system can't actually play one on one. He can and he can it can also intercept marks. So that I mean that. Well, that's a, a big wrap for Geelong. The reason I don't think they're going to be as good as the other two teams that I just don't think they're going to be uh, as... I don't think they're going to be um, as coordinated as the other two teams that we're uh, we're yeah. talking yeah. about this top three. Yeah,
0: so, and, yeah. and you know, it's, it's important for us to remember we're not talking about, you know, Geelong necessarily being the Premier by having them number one here. It's just like mm. from, from, from the twenty. Oh, yeah, no, finals, they're going
2: to yeah, be yeah, yeah. slaughtered.
0: Yeah. Um, I think... <laughs> Hang on, hang on. What'll be interesting
2: I
1: I meant, my ladder's based on where they'll finish at the end of the year. As in where they'll, as in, after After the grand final. final, where everyone will be.
0: Well, I, thought, I think you did not read the, the brief, but that's, okay. <laughs> that's, that's kind, of, it's kind of as expected. Well, and that's, he that's, he that's sent it okay. to you at
2: six, 6 o'clock p.m., so I don't
1: think that's a surprise. That's definitely on me, but are you saying we're picking a ladder based on where they'll finish at the end of the home and away season, not the finals? Yes. Yes. Yeah, because that's it's hot. a hot take right there,
0: Reg. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's an unregistered pre-show hot take.
0: Well, I mean, it, it, probably, it probably doesn't necessarily change much anyway. But you know, it's just like it then takes the you know the um the thought about oh well this team's got a home final and blah 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 yeah, out of it, and the and, sure. and the one-off nature of the finals, right? But okay. anyway, look, I, I think um just back to Geelong, and it'll probably a good be a good segue into Richmond. Would, would just be, I think, what what's what I'm going to be fascinated by is with this rule change to really. You know, drive the ball moving much faster down the field. How that actually plays out with such a potent forward line um, that have two really good, strong marking options in 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 Cameron and 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 Tomahawk as well. So I think, like for them as well as Richmond, and frankly also for Brisbane and Kind of Port, who 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 are also in in our top four. I think all of those guys have those big, strong. Um, key forwards, and I think that faster ball movement. I just think it really could be fucking fun to watch a lot of these teams. But to Boots's point, you know how coordinated can Geelong be with a brand new setup and a brand new, you know, um, center forward or wherever Cameron's yeah. going to play is uh, is going to be is going to be fascinating to watch.
3: I just had that that offset the them getting used to each other by playing games down at Geelong, and that they just get yeah. to win a certain number every year because yeah, yeah. I feel like Richmond might go the, the other way too, where they ease into a few games because what do they care? It's, it's sort of like Brisbane by 2004. It was only about September. So I wonder whether Geelong will win some game in round three where they look terrible, but it's because they're playing Frio in Geelong and they're just they never going to lose that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So I'll also, I'll also be interested to see what happens with um, Cameron because I know Boots had another unregistered pre-show hot take around the fact that he thought that Cameron was good but not as good as I rate him. So it'll be interesting to see how he adapts this year in that side as well when he's not a GWS with all those um, awesome midfielders. We just just another bunch of awesome midfielders
2: instead. (laughs) Now now he's going to have some brown low with his midfielders. That's that's (laughs) right.
0: That's too long. We had them kind of in in number one spot. Coming in uh, on second on our home and away ladder, Sam, um, was Richmond. Um, We had Boots and and Sam having Richmond there in number one place and uh, sorry highest within in first place and then the lowest they came in was uh, third place from me and um, me and Davis, which means Will must have had them there at second. Um, so Sam, talk about talk to me about the Tigers. I
1: really don't love how Richmond play. Like I really, I, don't, I just, it's not a scene that I sort of love, and I dread the thought that they might win three in a row because I think there's it's a undeniable. I think there's, and the reason I had them there, um, I, I is that I think they probably will. You can't take it away from in terms of the way they win games and the way they run the club and all that stuff. So there's no question about their quality, but just in terms of a team to watch and experience, they're sort of not for me, and it's largely because they're so homogenous. They've got these sort of shooting stars in Martin, really Rewald, who I think's good, who I think's good, and Martin, who's obviously you know, in the conversation about getting into the best players ever conversation. And then just like 18 other guys who I'm like, eh, I don't give a shit. they just
0: don't give a shit. And so like to to use some NFL terminology, they're they're very kind of scheme driven. Like they're not necessarily driven by the execution of, you know, exceptional players, for instance. Now they happen to have exceptional players, but, you know, outside of those, you know, top six or seven guys you're talking about. You know, it feels like you could almost kind of replace so many of those other other guys. But as long as they do their job, um, they're really good. It's a bit like the Patriots, kind of in a way. I, I think that's that selling them short a
2: little bit. Like the you know the, the Castanias and these guys are probably replaceable. But like Dylan Grimes and Asbury yeah, 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 yeah. yeah the some of those key players, and even even um, Prestia and, and
3: there they've proven to be. Um, you know, again. Yeah. The one about. who doesn't get that much credit is that um Flashton or however you pronounce his name dude, plays on yeah, halfback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, sort of that um Tom Stewart style um just just so good. But he no, never plays in a way that people care about. He he's fascinating actually, because
0: like he was a he was an extremely high draft pick who for the first I don't know how many years of his career was kind of crap. Like it, it seemed to me like he didn't really do very much. And Sam you and I are having a conversation about um, about this kind of earlier in the week, like how often is it that you know a player just you know has these little tiny flashes, perhaps you know, kind of for the first however numbers, like for, sorry for the first however many years of their career, and then all of a sudden actually become genuinely good. But I think you're right, Will. Like you know, it, it, it's very rare that happens. So uh, yeah.
2: he had a, he had a lot of wraps on. He he, he was it still it was a second round pick, but he was also like yeah. captain of Big Met. Yeah, and he was captain I it was of big a first retro. round pick. Oh, I swear it was no no. I think well, Boston. I think you will find was like the second pick of the
1: second round,
3: but
2: only um, there was a way we like, could find out. Yeah, If yeah, mm-hmm. only exactly. someone had had the internet. Um, but he was kept. Cap- yeah, he was captain of Vic Metro, and for a while they were trying to play him in the same spot as they were playing Brandon Ellis, um, notwithstanding the different body shapes and kind of Ellis was the preferred player, and then it just you know it would seen that Boston became the much better version of what. Uh, Of what Alice was, even though Alice is more of a possession accumulating midfielder who's now stuck on the goal cut. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Pick nine, he
2: was, by the way. It was pick
1: nine.
0: Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, um, And I just want to be clear, like, uh, because people are going to write in, this this is not a question of how good Richmond are because I picked them to finish fucking first. I don't know what else I can do other than that. But like that Hawthorne team that won three, there are just teams that, that find a way to win games and don't play particularly interesting football, in my opinion. And I feel like Richmond are that. You know, take Dustin Martin out of the team, but I just don't give a shit. And so having said that, they do have almost more than certainly anything since Hawthorne, like you said, ranch a scheme where it feels like you could chop out six guys, replace them with six other bodies, and everyone knows where to run and knows what to do. And it's incredibly effective. And I just, if I'm honest, Geelong are flighty, super talented, especially now, but flighty. West Coast, I don't know. You know, you never know that team that might come from the long grass might be Brisbane. Do I think? Can I really see Brisbane beating Richmond at the MCG in a in a final? I mean, not not at the moment. And frankly, even if Brisbane crushed it this year, I probably still can't see them doing it. You know what I mean? Like, so that's that's my gut feel. Sadly, is that Richmond probably win again? And then it's three and four years, and they're and they're an all time team with with sixteen guys whose names you don't know. Yeah. including the guy who won their best and fairest last year, who I'm pretty sure I've just actually not heard of. Anyone you know him right? off the top of their head? I'm going to, I'm Googling it as we speak. Right. It wasn't
3: short, was it?
0: Oh, yeah, it might I have think been it short. Might,
3: I, think it was, yeah. I think it was, yeah, yeah. Yeah, who the fuck is Jaden Short? <laughs> I think he was previously <laughs> famous for the photo after his grandfather, yeah. wasn't he? <laughs> was that him? Oh, I thought that uh, was broad, maybe. wasn't it? That yeah, I was yeah, broad, broad. broad, right? Yeah, sorry,
1: anonymous Richmond half-explanatory. I'll, t- I'll tell you who he is. I'll tell you who he is. He's a between 5'11 and 6'2 guy of medium build who can kick quite well and run off half back because that's every player. <laughs>
0: so speaking of uh, who I think is another really good coach, we've got Brisbane coming in here at third um, led by Chris Fagan up there. Um, I think all of us had uh, Brisbane at number two, um, except Dave uh, who had Brisbane coming in at three. Obviously there's a big recruit up there that's probably dangerous if birds, Sam or I talk about, but uh, will you want to talk to us, talk to us a little bit about Brisbane.
3: Uh, yeah, absolutely. So, First of all, in some ways, they're hard to get a read on because they were incredible last year and great to watch and, and good to watch the year before. But then last year, it's so hard to judge because eighty percent of the, the season was factor. in their, yeah. it was in their state. So, um, but that doesn't take anything away from the fact that they've got they've got Neal, they've got a bunch of other guys. Losing Rainer on the yeah, weekend hurts, hurts um, mm. just because he's got a bit of X factor down did there. Yeah, the whole season. Yeah, yeah, yeah he did his ACL. Yeah. ACL. yeah um, so. so but, yeah, they've got Andrews. They're just well set up across the ground. Um, there's not an immediate weakness that I could think of. And I think the Hipwood's always been the player for me that I was, I was wondering when he was going to suddenly be better because he looks like he's going to be amazing at all times. And yet it's been however many years now and he still sort of floats in and out of games. So with yep. Danaher going there, if Danaher can play and can be good, then... That frees him up as well, and then I, I think it really makes it dangerous. So yeah,
0: and certainly like what um, look, I've found myself addicted to reading about how well Joe Danaher's going up in Brisbane, um, but <laughs> yeah, I can't I can't quit that guy. Uh, but like in, in, in all the kind of preseason stuff, and even a little bit in the um, in the preseason game, like it looks like those two are actually working pretty well together, and that that, that, I mean, that that's just a super exciting combination. I reckon um, Danaher so far really has looked great. Um, you know, he he hasn't missed a training session. He had like eight shots at goal and gave away another one in the practice match they had. And he didn't even he didn't even do that much in the in the Amy game that, that that they played the other day. But um, he still kicked like two or three goals or something like that. So yeah, I think he um. Look, I obviously I'm an Essendon person, and it kind of kills me that you know he's not playing well for us. Uh, but I would be, I'd be thrilled to see him play really, really well up there in Brisbane. But I know you have a different point of view. But
2: oh, it's going to be a, it's going to be a crying shame when someone rolls into
3: his knee in the first five minutes <laughs> yeah. and fucking plays the game again. So that would be very. Be sad even harsher it when it would be you because you're flown up there for the game. Field
2: yeah. <laughs> <I'm trying, laughs> when just run off the side of the, uh, yeah. of
0: the field. Yeah. So with 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 Geelong and Richmond, I feel like what a success look like for those guys. And I think success in 2021 is being the premier for, for for Geelong and Richmond. For Brisbane, I almost feel like being making the grand final would be a successful season for them. Do you guys agree or do they need to win the flag to be to to have a successful year in the, in their eyes?
2: I think making the grand final is meeting expectations. I think a successful season is having if winning winning it. Mm-hmm. I think when you've made the prelim the year before and what, what did they do? What did they do in the year before that? Um, I lost think they lost straight
0: sets. Yeah, they yeah. yeah.
2: were yeah they lost straight sets. So they had that they had that. You know, this is our first time in the finals. Yeah. They've had the one where they've made the prelim. Yeah, and they beat Richmond I the I finals think,
1: last year too in the first round of the finals. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, they did. Right? But they again, it's like yeah, you know, they're so excited. Um, I mean, they're
3: everyone's they're ever second team. They're the dogs. They're the new, not they're new, the new
1: Bulldogs for like four years. Ago. <laughs>
3: What is, just just on a more ranch mentioned before about the uh, the new rule on the mark and and it's seemingly opening now I mean, watched probably bits of two preseason games but it did feel notionally far more open mm-hmm. now yeah, it's yeah. also preseason so how to judge did anybody watch or did you watch more than that do you think it will be uh, I, I, more I, well, open or do you think a,
2: I watched a half a game I think in the second half of a game in which Geelong was barely trying it did open the game <laughs> up a fair bit um, but I just I think we've got to see it with live bullets to know kind of how first of all because any team worth it sold that thinks they've figured out a way to, to neutralise that is not going to pull it out in the preseason to, yeah, true. um to, to do that so I think you, back to the point that, that Ranch and others were making about having a coaching advantage I think there'll be guys, you know, who think they've got a handle on and in their intra club games that they haven't filmed. Will have, you know, thought, well, here's, here's how we at least slow that down and stop. Because I mean, I think the thing that's really going to open up is switching the play, right? Because you, you're going to be able to handball to a guy who's just running straight behind the person on the mark, and they're not going to be able to run with that guy to to cut off that option. And if they, and if anyone's trailing them in. They're just going to get a running start at putting a sixty-meter kick diagonally
3: across the ground. Um, and the other he, ones uh, into the corridor is the same way because the guy on the mark can't hmm. can't sneak sideways can't, to yeah, cut yeah, off. That, yeah, that exactly. That just fill the space in a sort of yeah. zone
2: type. Um, it, the, the, basically, the guy you're taking the guy on the mark out of the game. And I, I, thinking that some coaches will think about well, actually, let's not man the mark. Let's yes. let them play on. Yeah, like drop that guy back so he can move sideways, so he's not on the mark. There's no one on the mark, and then just play it from there and yeah. let them let them get that five. Yeah, move. that
0: that happened a couple of times that I saw in the in, in the preseason. So I I think you're right. I think I think that'll happen, and maybe that kind of neutralizes it. I I, I really hope it doesn't because you know more than anything else, like or as as we're seeing with these top four teams, Geelong, Richmond, Brisbane, and we'll get on to Port in just a second. All four of those teams have really super exciting forward lines, and you know, fast, fast ball movement to really maximise all, all all those key forwards and those kind of creative, you know, little half forward guys like Rosie and everything at Port is just going to be
3: freaking cool. Like, I can't, I can't wait. It really could be exciting. So, I, I, I hope it works. It did feel like too yeah. just looking at the scores, and this is also probably because last year the scores were low because the games were shorter yeah. too. That suddenly I'm like, geez, 130 to 110. Look at that
0: yeah wow. so many goals yeah. wow yeah. Yeah. Although, although like then the number of kind of cane corns and david king style hot takes the following day about the game's too long oh my god like these games <laughs> went
3: for three hours what, what the fuck's going on here it's like oh jesus christ <laughs> oh, i told you my favorite david king from the it was halfway through the first quarter in the collingwood richmond pre game <laughs> when he said the key to winning this year will be defending your defensive 50 yep Yep, good talk.
0: You, 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 you think so, talk. David? Yeah. <laughs> do, do you just say good talk? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Excellent. All right, so then uh, coming in, in fourth place was actually Port Adelaide. So uh, Boots and Will and Dave had Port coming in uh, as high as, as four and Sam, you and I had Port coming in um, fifth. Certainly for me, I um I, I had them slipping down to fifth, not for any particular reason. I just had West Coast um, coming up uh, in, in fourth place for me. Just I, I just think we forget that they're actually really good West Coast and we'll talk about them soon but you know just so many games in Subiaco I just think that's just a little advantage over, over others and Port are still young a couple of injuries here or there might just kind of derail them a little bit but you know I've been a fan of how Port Adelaide play and how Ken Hinkley coaches for some time so I'm super excited about Port I reckon they're, they're, they're really fun to watch just like Brisbane I think kind of success for them um, I think is making the grand final boots you might have a view to say that they need to win it perhaps as well but I I just think for for a young team particularly kind of where they've where they've come from, making the grand final would be successful for me. I'm certainly looking forward to seeing those those young South Australian players continue to develop and just seeing Charlie Dixon, who I'm still convinced is the largest fucking human in the league, yeah, um, yeah. You know, just absolutely kind of tear teams to shreds. It'll definitely happen against Essendon because it happens every year with them. Um, what I'm not looking forward to is seeing a Ratio Fantasia, um, you know, play <laughs> two, two games <laughs> or something. It, not not just be you just know like. Hampered by a fucking calf or a hamstring or a hangnail or some shit, like he was uh, with us for years and years and years. But um, but that's Port Sam. What do you reckon?
1: I won't lie, like I don't know about them. Weird um, because they got hot a couple of years ago, you know, and then they've kind of been kind of pedestrians in sand, including a couple of classic Port sequences where they've kind of lost their shit like that game against Brisbane where they tried to get like tough on them and just gave away like 20 goals and five 50-meter penalties and three reports in the first quarter. And so, but yeah, last year they came back. So I quite like I quite like the look of them. I like that Charlie Dixon guy. I'm not sure he's super good, but he's definitely massive. Um, and so, yeah, I reckon they can shake it up. It's almost like there's just presumably the only the only real way, unless Geelong are better than we think, that something surprised... Like, it's just who's going to be the X-factor team, you know what I mean? And maybe it's Port who are suddenly a lot better or maybe it's someone we're not even expecting. Like, but, um,
3: did Port right play in the prelim like last year? G- yeah, I think they lost to Geelong, did they?
1: Yeah, yeah, they
3: made the
1: prelim yeah, final. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, so I hadn't remembered that. So, I mean, based mm-hmm. on that, I mean, yeah, they should be making the grand final,
3: really. Rosie might be the one for them because of all those young guys, he's, I think, the most highly touted and the, and the best of them. Yeah, And he already looks yeah. like he's amazing, but he sort of played... But more half ish last year. So if he yeah. suddenly does the, oh, I'm actually now an A grade pure midfielder, then that might be enough to to turn him up a bit to- he, He's got moves, that guy.
2: The the risk for them, and I'm I, clearly I'm Port LA person, i I put them as the, the the best team outside those our sort of consensus top three. But the the risk for them is Travis Boak has had two of the most unbelievable comeback seasons in the last two years for someone who looks like the two years before that, that he was just done um, as, a, as an influential player. Um, and he came back, and I think he's finished top three in the best and fairest in both years and was the highest polling player in the brown low for them. There's a risk that, that he goes off, and, or as, as in falls off to not, not be a terrible player, but just not be as good as he was. And him being not good you can trace back to some of those performances by Port Adelaide that actually put Hickley's, mm, yeah, you know job in jeopardy the, the, the years before this. So I think there's a, there's a couple of key players that they need to 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 be good mm. um, as long as well as those those other players, the, the Rosies and, and the Dursmas and others, sort of taking
3: it taking another step. Yeah, yeah, it is a good point because he's a bloke who's taken a pounding too. Yeah, exa- exactly. Exactly. Well.
0: So boots I might stick with you for our next one actually. so that's that's our top four. Um, coming in fifth we had the Bulldogs who I think you know are an interesting team to me. I think the, the highest any of us had them was fifth with you, will and Dave. Sam had them down as low as eighth and I guess I had them uh, there at sixth. They' like obviously they've won the flag a few years ago. I feel like they've just been like super inconsistent but I don't know why you know like, I, like that, they seem to have talent. Kind of everywhere. Maybe they're short, you know, like a like one or two kind of real gun key position players. Um, but like, how how do we how do we get our head around the inconsistency here? Is it youth or or coaching or what? Well, I think if you have a look back, kind of the year they won
2: was the non-Richmond year of recent time, and Sydney yeah. probably not being as good as we all thought it was thought they were. Um, again, coming off being a good team before that, and that was just a team that we. We all thought was probably going to win that grand final. I think, yeah, it was one of the most exciting grand finals I've seen in the last ten years. And I was probably that, given that there hasn't been an Eastern grand final at that time. It's one of the I was the happiest for the Bulldogs win. Yeah. But I think as we've gotten further away, they probably stole it, and therefore, oh, yeah, that was not young, not, not, not 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 as good as some no, of those other teams. No you question, but they were so red hot on that day, I and mean, Sam and I actually were talking about this last night in the, in the context of, of those sort of final series where a team gets particularly hot, but I think what makes me more confident that they'll actually be able to string a, you know enough of a, a season together to actually get a home final, which they would if they finish in fifth, is kind of Norton um, establishing himself in the forward line and being fifth. He, he could time, be not, really not exciting, that guy. He really could so He's be. Got, a great, got a great pair of hands. He's he's a, he's a fair to to, to to middling kick, but you know he's, he gets uh, so much of it. And you know as we were talking about before, if the, if this rule change works in the way some of us think it will, if you, if he gets more one-on-one chances to jump at the ball without three people jumping jumping into him, that that's that's going to be effective. And so then you you're thinking you've got all well, McRae and Bontempelli and you know that in and of itself with it with a pretty solid. Uh, midfield around it will, will make them competitive and then it's just is that back line going to hold up when when they sort of pretty off- offensive midfield when the game turns against them and that's what's killed them in these other I- I- in the last three years really mm. if you, you look at the Bulldogs will have these quarters where eight and nine goals are kicked against them and they mm. lose games on the, on the back of that so mm. It's, it's when their people get on top of their midfield which doesn't happen that often but when it does the the, the back line doesn't hold up so we'll see whether that's uh, whether they've cured that and I this is you know this is partially a bet on northern and partially a bet on them you know actually, coming up with a structure that stops those yeah,
0: big there's, quarters. There's a lot of excitement about Bontempelli taking out the, the brown low. Apparently, he's looked great in the mm. pre-season. But, um, also I wouldn't
1: mind a, that. I really I, I really rate him.
0: He's good. Question for you, Will. If um, if the Bulldogs wind up winning, do, do Collingwood get part of the, the cup, given they're paying so much of Trull's salary? Or, I assume or so. so it's that going to be work? a part of
3: his medal. What, like about 40% of it? Right. Mm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, okay, good. I do think their other big thing was, so they have been... Um, destroyed in the ruck, particularly in the mm. like actual ruck contests. For like Grundy has killed that poor Tim English bloke who's just young and skinny every time we play them. And that's part of the reason why you can get a run-on against them because you get some momentum and then win every clearance for 10 minutes. Um, so I think they brought in Stephen Martin, who whilst being a long way towards yeah, the end of his career deep is deep, at least just big and sort of knows what he's doing. And that might make a difference for their midfield where they just go to that, we're not getting killed in the ruck, even if we're not going to dominate it. Yeah.
0: We might just keep it moving. Uh, So next we had West Coast coming in sixth. Me and Sam had them as high as fourth. Will, you had them down as low as eighth. I've talked a little bit about kind of why I thought maybe they could be as high as fourth. In my thinking, I just think they're still, you know, got a lot of quality players. They haven't necessarily dropped anything. I think Simpson's a really good coach um, that's coming through in some of the Amazon documentary stuff, by the way. Um, But just like, I, I just think last year, they obviously got off to a shocking start with some of the stuff in, in, in the hubs up in Queensland, but just like part of the reason why I'm so frustrated by them is I just feel like they get such a good run over there in Subi. But Will, you've got them there at eighth. You 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 think they'll struggle a bit?
3: So I think if it's a if they get a pure just normal run added for the whole year, I think they can they can definitely be up to fourth or fifth for your all the reasons you said. I mean they're not that different from the team that beat us in 2018, other than they've got Kelly now basically. Um, but I also like, do we know that they're going to play all their games in Perth? Their Premier is a Exactly. That's, that, that's why so...
2: I, I put him in the same in the same position as well. I put them at eight. Uh,
3: and a lot of that had to do with, I don't think that it's going to yeah, be smooth. So. It, it seems like if all of the other states are being sensible about it and letting teams move around, and then the WA government's being ridiculous, that the AFL will probably just say, that's fine. West Coast and Freya move to South Australia because we can't shut the whole league down for one yeah. state. Or enjoy Darwin, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's that's probably my major. So there's a few of their a few of their good players are getting a bit older. There's a few injuries. Shuey, I think, is out for round one. And yo, obviously Kennedy's getting on a bit, but Nick Nat was unbelievable last year and should be even better again this year. So um, a lot of the good things are still there, but they are getting on a little bit. And then just the the state border thing is my concern. To me, they to me
1: they really feel like with with Collingwood, I reckon, like compared to even the Dogs. Or Brisbane, like, they feel like the team that has firepower to run with Richmond. You know what I mean? Like, they feel like they have the star players. Again, I, I don't know. I felt that way about Collingwood too, much less now. But, like, um, they just sort of, they're just flighty a bit, right? Like, they, they won that grand final then since they've been, you know, pretty, pretty ho-hum, really. So it's whether they come to play or not.
0: Will, I might stick with you because next we had Collingwood coming in. Uh, Boots, Will and Dave had them as high as sixth. Uh, I actually had them down as low as tenth just on the basis that, you know, a lot of good players kind of left and some of the really good players are a bit older in side bottom and Pendlebury and things. Um, so that was that was kind of my thinking there. Um, we actually had uh, a, a listener question in uh, as well from Lawson saying, uh, will the Pies play finals? Uh, I think, Will, you're saying that they will. Uh, and what's your tip for Anzac Day winner and margin?
3: Uh, well, I obviously think we, that the Pies will play in the finals. I think losing Trelaw and Stevenson are the ones because again, Phillips was barely playing in the side, even though there's there's depth there. So those are two big outs. Stevenson didn't do much last year, um, but Trelaw is a big out even with the injury issues. Um, the hope is that some of those younger midfielders, the, the Browns and uh, and Dakos gets better again, can bring up a bit of that. And then the real X factor, and he looked great last Friday night, but always gets injured, is Deguay. And if he, if, yeah, he, re- he really did look good. Yeah, he looked fitter, it, it, a bit like Petrarca did last year. But I think he's got more, he's got more game than Petrarca when he's really flying. Um, but if he is fit and can play the whole year, which is a massive if because he's never done it, he always something you always get some random injury like shin splints or something. If that happens, then that's he by himself would almost be enough for us to play, play in the finals. So, um, yeah, that's fair. That's sort of where I'm at. The young guys they draft seem like they're pretty good, but really it's a DeGoei because of how good he can be. Yeah, look, pl- plenty of high upside from compared to last year from
0: Grundy too, right? Yes. you know, like he's he, he's just such such a good player. Like I love watching that guy play, and it didn't really feel like he had his best year last year. So maybe a bit of a you know, plus to, to come with him too in 2021.
3: Yep, agreed. Yeah.
0: and and for Lawson's
3: sake, Anzac Day. What do you think? Uh, I think we will win by four goals. Hmm. Do you actually think it's only four? Yeah, because it's normally close on ANZAC Day. So yeah, okay, all right. Yeah, uh, there,
1: there is that. Uh, there is that thing with Essendon and Collingwood, where, where that team to Collingwood that we almost always might win. A bit like Carl might always beat us, no matter how well we're doing.
0: Mm, yeah, or Sam, anything to add for the pies before we move on?
1: No, look, I only, I only just say that.
2: I, I had them at six in that I still think that there are enough
0: good players
2: there that I have more faith in them than I do uh, the teams below them. Other than perhaps I have more faith in West Coast, I just I really think there is going to be some shit going on with that WA border that uh, means yeah. that it becomes more difficult. The yeah. other
3: sneaky in for the buyers it helps is, um, is how coming back makes a difference. Yeah. He's sort of the yeah. forgotten it's- man last year. Yeah, it's, it's just been so good for you guys since he came across from, from Melbourne.
0: Like, you know, I, not that I watched too much of the Demons during that period of time, but he always seemed like the guy who'd take the big mark and he'd win mark of the year every other year. And, you know, I, I don't know, did he actually have much else to his game? But he's, he's really good for you guys. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, moving on, we've got St Kilda uh, coming in at eighth. Uh, Boots um, and Will had them as high as seven. Dave had them as low as 11. Sam, do you want to talk a little bit about the Pies? You had them coming in, uh, just scraping into the eight in, in your feeling.
1: Collingwood have let me down. I'm very much on board Collingwood as of that ground.
2: final year. St St. St. Kilda, sorry Sam. Uh, Ranch accidentally said
1: uh,
0: Collingwood. Oh, did I? Sorry, St Kilda, mate.
1: Yeah, honestly, I don't have heaps to say here. It's not great content for the audience, but um, once you get into these teams, I know St Kilda had a better year last year. They seem to be on the up. They seem to be a world coach, but like I couldn't tell you I have any significant confidence or insight into why they will be above the four or five teams below them. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, or they so that, so I don't really have a lot of insight there to be honest. For
0: me, with the Saints, like they were one of the big surprises, obviously, of last year. You know, every year I think there's at least one or two teams that kind of come from outside the eight and come in, and they were one who made a big jump forward last year with Brett Ratton as coach. Ratton was not really very well. Kind of thought of, certainly in general public, when he was the coach of Carlton. But it feels like everything you see from inside St Kilda kind of since he's taken on that job, has just been great. Like, their, their, their culture seems wonderful. Like, they've got this, this good group of young players coming through. They, they, they are a team that could kind of go either way, I reckon, this year. Like, it wouldn't surprise if they did, you know, drop back a little bit. They've been cruel with injuries, including bloody Max King, who got hit in the head with a golf ball and is now, oh, out, yeah. now out in round one with a fucking concussion. Um, but that, that on the back of, you know, Rowan Marshall, who's important for them, and Ryder not being there, um, Geary's out, and like the young defender guy, Peyton had that horrible leg injury too. So you know, like the, it, it actually could actually be a struggle for for the Saints to, in fact, make the finals because it could be a really slow start for them. Yeah. I, I, would I,
2: I must say, if I, and I know it's only potentially one week, but if I'd known that Max King was going to be out when I submitted my uh, my opinion, I probably would have pushed them down uh, at least one spot, uh, mm-hmm. maybe two. I mean, I was already worried, worried about the rider, Rowan Marshall. Um they're going to be very small in these first yeah. couple of weeks. And I don't know, anyone who's putting their eggs in the Sean McKernan basket knows that that's not a uh
3: not a fruitful basket to be uh to be relying on. King's probably their best um, chance for a, a – gen- I mean if some of those other midfielders are very good players, but they probably lack that absolute like super gun. And King is probably their best chance to have that best five forwards in the league level quality of player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Plenty of people excited about Hunter Clark. I think is a young
0: midfielder coming through. He's, he's probably at least in his third, at least his third thirtieth now. I think, but maybe coming into his fourth. I can't quite can't quite recall. But plenty of people um, excited about him. So he's probably one to watch. I think there at the Saints. Um, so uh, this is not a wind up for McCallum, but uh, coming in at number nine on our ranks, we have the f- demons um we we were all pretty consistent we either had them basically ninth or tenth so i had them in in, in ninth one with sam and will but dave had them there at 10 it's it's a strange i just i just don't know what to do with the demons and you know i i I think they've got a few injuries as well i think a couple of their kind of young key forwards i think uh facing an uphill battle with with injury as well but i mean it really just kind of you know, like you, you, look at their midfield; it's pretty good, and they've like they, They've got a, a good backline there with May and Lever. You know, there's no reason why they shouldn't actually be very good, and they finished the season well last year. What do we think about the demons? They're they're Melbourne.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, it, it, that's that's a that's a very short way of saying what I agree with. In that, we talk about other teams we don't trust. Melbourne is the team that I trust the least. Like, the like, some of the shit about them complaining about their pre-season training even from a couple of years ago is
3: just, I mean, it, well, it's... Were the thought... they
0: saying it was too hard? Is that what it was? Yeah.
3: It's... That's not <laughs> a great Pre- look. Pre- like, four guys got injured, no, to be it, fair, but still.
0: <laughs> it was still... On. <laughs>
3: yeah,
2: look, if you're going to complain about a preseason, make sure it's like an Adelaide road trip where you're... In... <laughs> the, uh, that, that's when you can complain about a pre-season. So the... the as the ranchers, you, you look at the list and you see players in each in each of the levels, except perhaps in the key forward post, and think, well, that they should be good enough. But then the, 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 they've always been less than the sum of their parts. And I, whilst they did string some good games together towards the end of last year, I think we're going to look back at some of the results last year and think, well, there's some teams the second half of the year that were just so in the toilet, but if you were even playing competently, in those last ten rounds, you were just gonna get wins. And I suspect that's what we'll find with Melbourne. And I think this year will be
0: a little bit different from that perspective. Yeah, I think that's I think that's fairly well said. It's it we'll talk about first coach five later, but I mean Oh yeah, this is yeah. He, he's he's in
2: my top yeah, three. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not gonna take much for Goodwin to, to be that guy. But I mean equally it, it could be the year that it finally comes together for them. Like they're so it's just so unknown. I and mean, the talent is certainly there. Like, yeah, you know, and I think there's a lot to like about Goodwin as a coach. Like he he's had a really great pedigree. Um he's been a lot of um kind of success. Oh yeah, he has it had, had all those really good Essendon years. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> hey. hey. That's not your thing.
2: That's my thing.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I got, but, got in there before saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and look, I might take this next one. Coming in at 10th, so this kind of finishes off our, our batch of teams that are probably, you know, kind of in the mix for the finals, certainly as see said. I had the Blues. I was the only one out of us to have the Blues making the finals, which I was surprised at. I, I thought that was a fairly kind of popular point of view. I, I, I just think they've got a lot of really good young players, like the, a couple of their... The key forward posts in, in McKay and um, and Kerno, although I think Kerno might still be a bit injured. Um are, are really has played in
1: eighteen months. Rich. Yeah, I, I know, I know.
0: But 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 He'll like, like he's half played basketball. He's he is back this year though, isn't he? Maybe not until about <laughs> June. Oh, okay, all right. Uh, yeah, I, I I just think there's there's a lot to like there, and and again they they just seem to be on the up and up. But yeah, like I mean I had them as high as seventh, and kind of everyone else had them extremely low, um, you know, including Boots and Dave down down there at thirteenth. How much of that is is Blues
2: dislike? I I, I I don't um I just don't think they're very good. I know. Look, I think Zach Williams and Saad are good players, and I think that's mm. helpful. I I don't think that forward line is very good. I think Betts is absolutely finished. Um, I was surprised they kept him on. Um, I think the midfield after Cripps and Walsh is pretty limited. I think Murphy got everything he could out of last year and I, I wouldn't trust him this year. I don't think, uh, you know, they, they talk about Paddy Dow being the, the one who's going to come through and nothing that I've seen about him. He's just not a one-touch player and Ranch and Sam will know how much it fucking just infuriates me if you're not a one-touch player. Eight um, touches. I, <laughs> the and, and you know I, I know the 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 bloke who's the number one pick, Wiedering, who won their BNF last year. Like he can be had as a as the as the one-one key defender. I I don't I don't trust him to to not get torn apart by the really good forwards. So you look at the amount of high draft picks that Carlton have had in the amount of games that they got into them. And that's usually if you take a pure statistical analysis and look at the the, the numbers plus draft picks usually gets you to a, a more competitive spot than this, but I just don't, I don't see it with Carlton.
0: Fair enough. I, I must admit, I did think Curnow
3: was back earlier in the year. So I think Mackay is good. I think they're, 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 they could be that team that to what we were saying earlier, like the Saints were last year where, suddenly some of those guys are better and then they are going much better. But I wouldn't want to bet the house on that. And then in round eight, be like, oh my God, they're 15th. Yeah. And beware the coach who gets
2: employed because of winning seven games towards the end of the sort of half-assed year. Let's throw out last year because he, you know, he got to keep... No one, no one, other than the worst world getting moved on, no one was getting fired after what everyone had to go through last year. And I think David Teague is going to be up there in my list of coaches that might get the... uh, It's what we call
0: in the biz a teaser.
1: (laughs) Hang on, you reckon he might get fired next year? Or this year, I mean? End end of this year. Yep. David
0: Teague.
2: You you watch. If if Carlton do what I think is going to happen and stagnate or go backwards, this is a coach that's not someone who they have the freaking proper coaching search for, notwithstanding that they said they got Michael Voss over there. They ended up hiring the coach who won six of their last 10 meaningless games in the year after they fired whoever was the, the coaching there before. Yeah. Yeah,
0: no, it's it's not the silliest thing, to to be honest, mate, in in thinking about, like, the potential first coach fired. Like, I, I had him there as a... It would need to be pretty bad, but it's not... Like, I wouldn't call him safe, certainly. But, you know, it would, it would need to be pretty bad. Like, I, I think... You know even if they finish like 13th i don't think that necessarily means it happens but if they were you know like a, a an inch or two closer to the bottom four and particularly if it was over early in the season like that that, that yeah could, that that they're playing
2: if they're playing out the stream and and uh that that's when yeah
0: that sort of move happens
2: particularly if if the view is, and this, this is talking about a perception, right? So going back to the very start of this podcast, we talked about what's, what does success mean for any of these mm. teams? That's what gets you fired. <laughs> is if the out, Not even necessarily what the internal perception is, but the outside perception is that you are going to perform at a certain level and you don't meet that expectations. All of a sudden you're underperforming and that's what
0: gets people fired.
1: And I suspect that's what's going to happen to come.
0: Yeah, yeah maybe so
1: it's it's incredible like if that if that did for argument's sake happen and that means they're probably unless a new coach can turn them around they're a couple of years away from being you know competitive really <clears throat> Essendon are likely a few years away from being competitive it's it's just a like for for the two clubs coming out of the 90s it's just a long time of irrelevance you know for, for, for these two clubs like when was the last time an Essendon-Carlin game was a big deal and like I can't believe I'm going to say it because Carlton being rubbish was fun for a few years, but it's almost not fun now. Like I'd almost like them to be that kind of evil other club that you, you know, you fear, but you yeah, like yeah. beating and all the rest of it. And they're just, we just haven't
0: had a contest like that. Yeah. For years, years. For yeah. years, along with Danzac Day, that kind of round two, round three, sort of like Essendon yeah. Essen Carlton at the MCG was always like one of the highlights Big of the Big deal, season. right? But it's just turned into this kind of sad, pathetic affair. <laughs> I know, and it's for a long time. Yeah,
1: and you you, you ask about Carlton, and I mean, I must admit, my my first thought is, um, which is be the same with most people when they are they're asked about Essendon is sort of um ambivalence. I don't know what they're doing. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, Fire yeah. their coach. What was his name? I don't care. Do you know what I mean? Like it's that that's where they've got to. It's it's incredible how that's how that's kind of happened. Yep.
0: Okay, so look the 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 next four teams we might. Kind of skip over, I reckon, because none of us are necessarily saying that we think there are a genuine chance for the for the finals. So we had GWS, then Fremantle, then Gold Coast, then Sydney coming in in kind of eleventh, twelfth, thirteenth, and fourteenth. Sam, I think, misunderstood a lot of things, but he had GWS um, up there in sixth. Uh, which uh, was perhaps a surprise. That's my hot take. Dave had had Gold Coast sneaking to the finals, actually, which is interesting. I, I thought about that, but then I just I just couldn't couldn't kind of do it. I, th- I don't think it's out of the question for them, but there's just there's so much unknown because they're so young. But yeah, like it's a bit of a no man's land for these guys. I mean, it's not impossible that any of these teams could make the finals, but geez, it, it doesn't feel probable to me.
2: So the one I just want to touch on was Gold Coast, which I think is the most interesting of those mm. teams. Obviously, our listenership. With a ninety percent uh, attendance at Kerry, is quite uh, interested in the fact that they've got mm. like a number one and number two draft pick that that, that played for Kerry. I'm and bloody excited that, to see Rao
0: play this year. I'm that really that,
2: that Matt Rao was fucking unbelievable. You you watched him yeah. walk in and go, "I like Andrew McGrath, but yeah, I wish we'd had the first pick of this draft
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: um, because he's going to be uh, a superstar." And the the guy they took too. Um, you know, looks like he's going to be, you know, he's six foot two and just runs around. Mm, um,
0: That's Anderson, right?
2: And that's Anderson, yeah. And he's super quick and looks like one of those guys that's going to rake and kick and just, just, um, Mm. the the other guy to watch is Isaac Rankin, who is just, um, you know, he's, when you talk about people who've got X factor, yeah, he's, he's got an expectation. He's also got, he, um, down, he,
3: he's got that fun thing too where he's a pretty good chance to kick the four best goals you've ever seen and then for some reason play on in the goal square and get tackled from behind and coach you yeah, in the game I yeah. just <laughs> like, this is so much fun to watch. Absolutely. And and, and the other thing is
2: um, anyone who's got South Australian people in their life know that they think that they're going to get him to come back to South Australia as soon as he's out of contact. Is that right? Um, okay.
0: yeah. And they've got King... Up forward. They're, they're key defensive post, but who have they got down back? Oh, so they've,
2: they've been playing day uh, there. They're, they're fine there, which is, look, I think that's the reason we've all got them down here in this in this 11 to 14 slot is I think they're going to be exciting. I think they're going to kick goals. But I think they're going to have a lot of goals kicked against them and yeah. I think they're going to be vulnerable on the road.
0: Yeah. So It absolutely would not shock me if a handful of close games just happened to go their way. And they do sneak in, and I'd be really excited. Like that—that's—it's such a wonderful story if they were to make the finals. Stuart Juice seems like a, a really good dude, and like a Matt rowe led team taking them to the finals for the first time would be would be brilliant. I'd, I'd love to see it happen. I hope, kind of hope it does. I, I'd be
2: I'd be shocked if they did, but it's the team I would like to see make the
0: finals. Yeah, yeah, yeah agreed, agreed, Sam, will anything else to say on GWS, Freo, or Sydney? I think Sydney's kind of interesting. You know, I'll, I'm really okay. keen to see the key forward from WA. McDonald, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, my Name escapes me because I've had fucking three hours sleep. But uh, yeah, look, they, they should be interesting to watch, but I, I can't see them being overly successful this year. Really. I
3: find Sydney, uh, it's almost depressing because I've got an awful feeling like Buddy just may never play again. He's already got like a calf or something like that. And it's just, I was, I was so keen to see him kick a thousand goals because me having not really seen much of Kerry, um, he's the best player I reckon I've ever seen. Because I've... Mm him live a few times, so to have him run into the wall and just stop. At yeah, eight my, ago. my my hot take may be related to oh, Franklin. It's a tease. I think Freo are well coached too. I think Longview is a good coach, so I don't think they'll be great to watch because I think he's pretty defensive. But I think they'll they'll be solid and improve a little bit. I didn't I didn't I didn't really
0: know what to do with them in my kind of ranks. Where, where do I have them? I had them thirteenth. And part of it is just, I just don't really kind of know much about them. Like in, I, I I actually don't really watch them very much. I don't find them very exciting. Um, so maybe that's, maybe that's kind of on me. But Boots, I, I did notice you had them there at night. Mm-hmm. So I, no,
2: I, I was actually really impressed with Sremar last year, considering all the shit they had to go to. You, hear, you heard them complaining a lot less than West Coast did yeah. about the hand they would down yeah. um, And I think part of that goes to actually thinking, I agree with. I think Me is a, good coach mm. and I think that they've actually built that list in a pretty sustainable way I actually I just, I just think they're, they're, they're going to be solid I think in a year where the teams below
0: them none of them I trust to be mm. solid so that's why I've got them tonight Ch- Chera and I think it was Brayshaw were the, were the two kind of midfielders that they took reasonably high in the draft a few years ago how, how have they developed are they, are they coming together Chera
2: looked very good he, Got a concussion last year, so he missed a few games. I think Brayshaw is one they think will be a superstar. I'm not. I'm not quite sure whether last year was
0: uh, what they thought they were going to get out of him. So, in terms of what success looks like for those teams, I'm just kind of thinking: look, if they make the finals, that's bloody successful. I think Sydney. I just. Can't, I really can't see that happening. So, for me, I think you know, like success for them is just getting games into some of these young guys, a Buddy Franklin succession plan, and just you know, continuation of that. A strong culture of theirs. I think they'll bounce back fairly quickly, Sydney, but there's not a lot there to get excited about. I wouldn't have thought. So, right. So, here we go. Oof. Bottom four. We probably don't need to spend too much time on this, guys. We had uh, had the Bombers actually coming in 15th. Boots, you were uh, probably the highest, not surprisingly, uh, with the Bombers coming in at 12th. <laughs> Dave had us as low as, as 17th, uh, and the rest of us had us kind of somewhere in the middle. Certainly for me, I was not expecting anything this year at all. I just think, you know, I was just kind of like, I hope we can get some wins, Vulnerable losses and just don't get blown out. Like that's that's all I'm kind of hoping for because we're really young and we've kind of either got old guys or quite young guys, and then we've kind of got a bit of a patchwork together of kind of middle-aged players. Now is kind of how it feels, and so hopefully we can limit injuries on some of the older guys. Unfortunately, that hasn't happened um, with Hurley now being out for for presumably some time, if not the whole season, and 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 a couple of other kind of you know key key defensive posts. So like, what's the
1: the early timeline at this point?
0: Oh, who would know? It's impossible to put a time on. I I think he's he's had a severe infection that's seen him hospitalised twice in his in a joint in his hip. Um, hip. So like, I would think that is at least halfway through the season. But it wouldn't shock me if if it's the season done. He's he's not looking well, and that's just it's so fucking serious. So yeah, I would I would think he's um you know let's assume he's not going to be there. But anyway, so so for me, it's just like it's not going to take much for us to have a couple of big injuries and we're really going to struggle. So I just, I hope we can just stay pretty healthy, have some wins, honorable losses, but just don't get trounced is is kind of what I'm hoping for. That's the spirit.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I can't, I can't believe while I'm struggling
0: to get up a lot of enthusiasm for this year. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking hell. Sam, anything to add before Boots talks me back from the ledge? Uh, not really. I mean, it's well trodden ground. It's underwhelming.
1: I don't know. You know, it's but like I got nothing. So I don't
0: know. You're on fire tonight, Sam. It's going well, boots.
1: The issue, as Ranch
2: has correctly pointed out, is that the list construction with those players who have gone out. So, Fantasia, Saad, Danaher, McKenna, all should have been four key players in that range that makes you a better team, and. My view has been was that that team at the end of twenty seventeen was was going to go as far as whether Dana, how much better Danaher got, and then when you know when Sheil and Stringer and others came in, that would that was going to be the uh, the impetus for hopefully a team that would be you know would, would get into finals and win final, and that didn't happen. And, and almost single handedly, you could put it down to to, to Danaher um, not being fit for those two years um, and you know, now now that he's gone that means there's a there's a forward line that was nominally constructed around having a player of that sort in there um, and now now he's not there and so he had to get it rebuilt I'm you know I'm unhappy I'm with carousella I'm happy for them to try and put together what they think can be a, a system that works with the players they've got I mean they've got Got three players that they got to take in the top 10 this year. Now, I think we all think that the the draft and picking in the top 10 this year is going to be a bit of a lottery because you couldn't see any of these players play. or A lot of them play for 12 months. So we might get a bit sort of bigger variance than we've been getting used to in the last couple of years. But if they do hit on these players, and then hopefully it'll be the next, you know, a, a year now that you get games into these players and you get some competitive performances and then it's that year after this that you're you're hoping to to see the development and see a structure that can actually you know challenge to get back in the um back into the eight. Now that's very disappointing for a team that hasn't won a final in as long as it has been for uh for Essendon. but you know once yeah. once yeah. down here decided to leave there was no other choice.
0: We pretty much all had the Hawks. Uh, in fact, we did, in fact, all have the Hawks coming in uh, here at 16th. I really don't really know what to think of, of the Hawks. They've got a number of injuries, obviously Patton that I don't think is going to play. Um, Scully's gone. The backman who loves fighting. What's his name? Um, Stratton. He, no, no, no. He's out. I feel like it really could be a struggle for
3: the Hawks, don't you? Uh, yeah, I do. I think they're still kind of nondescript like they were when they were extremely good, but now just without any good players. So Mitchell's <laughs> good. And, and, and Jago O'Meara has, has been solid without being probably as good as, as they hope. But, uh, and that Wal, uh, Walpole, I think it is one of the best and fairest a couple of years ago. Yeah. He looks like he's going to be good, but yeah, they're just young. They've done what they probably needed to which is go into full rebuild mode. Once they, they got past the end of that yeah. era. Yeah. And I mean, Sicily is one of those guys you you love to hate him. He's so annoying to watch, but he's so good. He, I, I assume mm. he, Boots wants to kill him at all times because I'm sure he's good against the Bombers and annoying. Yes. Everyone's good against the Bombers. Yeah, look, there's not a great deal to As say. That's the that.
1: guy's captain. Yeah,
3: big, the guy's captain's that blood nut guy, the ruckman. <laughs> yeah, big McAvoy. Big boy, big boy McAvoy. Yeah. Um So, yeah, he's there, not, a, not a star. Something I'm really excited about watching them play, like even something like Wingard, who was always good to watch in for Port oh. isn't even that exciting now. Do we think there's some... Issues uh, and look, this might come up without
2: uh, it, as preview might be part of my hot take. But the um, Clarkson's management of the team over the last little while, and I know Rash just said that we all, you know, that, that what they needed to do was was clear out what they've done. But, um, you know, the fact that they made Isaac Smith captain and then a year later he's gone to Geelong. Now,
3: Australia was Str- mm. Str- mm. Str- so, captain, not Smith. <laughs>
2: Uh, sorry. No, sorry, Smith, Smith. Smith was captain when Stratton was yes. out. Sorry, he was the vice captain. They he, he so captain for one of the games. Stratton didn't play much last yep. year, but um, you know, the fact that he's d- decided just you yeah, I'm I'm off. Yeah. Um, and and a, and a few of the other and look, I think we all think sort of the managed exits of Hodge and Lewis and Mitchell were were not um that that they were kind of more reasonable, but uh, whether, whether the the rest of it
0: has been uh, a, a, as well done as it could have been. Yeah, I, I think it's, it's it's tough. When you've got such a successful team built around such a strong core of exceptional players and, you know, without making everything about it, it was kind of the same with Essendon when Lloyd, Lucas, Fletcher, Heard, those sorts of guys. Like, it's very difficult to avoid a cliff, obviously. Like, you haven't been picking... You know, early in the drafts, you know, very often because you've been so good, and then you kind of lose all those guys. I think, you know, certainly for Hawthorne, you know, I, it felt like, you know, that trying to move those guys on a little bit earlier, Lewis Mitchell, those sorts of guys, and try to get something in return actually seemed like like a like a reasonable way of going about it. But I think what's hurting them now was, you know, their their um, eagerness or, or willingness probably to 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 trade away draft capital. Um, you know, to get established players, which frankly won them flags, like you know McAvoy Lake, and Lake and these sorts of guys. Um, yeah. So like, you know, like credit to them. I, I just think it's it's a it's a bit like they've they've been kind of you know using the credit card and now they've just got to pay the bill. Is is kind of just what it feels like to me. And I know Patton and Scully
3: weren't particularly expensive, but wow. Yeah. 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 yeah they signed Mitchell and he won the Brownlow and then he broke his leg. So that that's unlucky. They, and that was one of those things they paid a lot for him, but. Well, he was twenty two or twenty three when they signed him. Like that's what you why not pay for a guy that's that good if he's that young? Yeah. Get yeah, get ten yeah, years yeah, out of him yeah. and then yeah.
0: But for all of these bottom teams, like I, I feel like I've got a bit of a grasp on what success does look like for them in twenty twenty one. But for Hawthorne, I really I really don't quite know. Like I guess it's just Yeah, I'm not sure know, like continue to get a little bit better or something. Like that's pretty boring and it's probably right. But I'm just not sure exactly kind of what they're what they're looking for outside of just having
2: talked to a couple of Hawthorne supporters who
0: follow it pretty closely,
2: they they suspect that this might be a real bottom out. Situation yeah. that, yeah, that it could be, you know, um, and by the second half of you the year,
0: know, trying not to win, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And and look, I mean, I'd, I'd still be pretty confident in them in in the future. The Hawksman I Clarkson's one of the best coaches ever, you know. Like I, I think, uh, you know, I, I'd, I'd still kind of back him to, to to get
3: it right. But I just feel like it's it's not going to be a quick bounce back. I, I wouldn't have thought. Yeah. Sounds like your hot take might be regarding yeah his future anyway. So we might be uh, might be discussing something different. boots might be,
0: and then we might wrap this up fairly quickly and then get on to some of the other stuff. But the last two we had were Adelaide and North in in that order. I think it, I think most people probably have these two in the bottom. Watching the Amazon thing uh, about last year, I've got to say I'm not that impressed with what I see from from Nix as, as coach in, in Adelaide. Like, you know, they it certainly felt like they had this pre kind of shit culture. And from what I've seen from him, it doesn't look like he's necessarily doing much to change that. It's a bit kind of rah-rah and it's very blokey and stuff and kind of playing into some of that Tex Walker kind of macho thing. Yeah, so, so
3: what is Tex Unfortunately, yeah, well, yeah, I've fortunately, like I called like Mark just... Rashid over in the day and he has confirmed that there's nothing going wrong with the club since that grand final. It's <laughs> it's, it, yep, oh. it's, this is where they were hoping to be at this point.
0: It's just yet another proud day for the Adelaide Crows. Yeah. but but yeah. So look, you know, and and I think we'll get on to first coach five. Like it's it'd be pretty harsh on Nix. He's only entering his second season, but if they're one in ten, Jesus, wouldn't
2: put it past them. I think to, to, to your point though, Ranch, he, they just haven't had a chance to turn turn that list over yet. And that I know that list played in a grand final and should have, you know, normally should have won yeah. it against Richmond. But since then, since taking that bus
1: trip, on that <laughs> camp, it's really just been a shit show. The words of Adam Sandler from Happy uh, Happy Gilmore. Talk about your old side backfires. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: But for Adelaide, I think it's just you know continuing to build from what was really kind of rock bottom at times, kind of last year. I think think that's kind of what they're looking for. And North, I think it's just you know they've they've sold off so many assets, just getting getting games into into young players, a bit like the Bombers. Win a few, don't get blown out in the rest. I think that's that that's kind of all, all they're looking for. So we might move on from there, if, if that, that kind of works for you guys. So next uh, section here was actually premiership
3: prediction. So I think, Sam, you've said that you reckon the Tigers are going to win. Yeah. Will? Yeah, Tigers. Probably beating Brisbane in the grand final. I don't trust the Cats. But? Yeah, it's exactly the same. Tigers over Brisbane.
0: I'm going to say the Cats. I feel like it's um it's incredibly hard to win premierships and to win three in a row, let alone four in five years. I just, I just feel like something might just go wrong for the Tigers this year. Obviously that happened not that long ago when uh, in, in the year they missed out when they were dominant and then they overcame, you know, rants just missing the whole season and everything to win a couple of years ago. So it's not like they've done it without adversity. I just, I just feel like I just feel like the cats are going to get there, you know, the pressures on them and maybe I'm doing it just so we're not all four of us saying tigers, but I'm going to go for cats, I think. But if, if I could choose probably prefer Brisbane or port over either of them, frankly. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to go, with I'm going to go with the cats. All right, so should we talk about first coach fired? I was thinking about this, and I think like there's probably some that we can maybe just kind of eliminate off the top, right? I don't think Scott Hardwick, Fagan, Hinkley, Simpson are going anywhere. I'd be surprised if someone like a Ratton kind of wound up being the first coach fired. Like I think St Kilda kind of had such a good year, but, but. sorry, just just before you, ro-
2: I mean, I don't think you can put a line through Hinkley. I think um, you, if you've got if you've got a coach first who- coach
0: fired.
1: Yeah,
2: but if you, but the, the thing is, if everyone else, if there's no other severe underperformance, I. I, everyone else kind of looks somewhat like this ladder looks like. If if Port were the team that dropped down to out of the finals after kind of, I mean, he's already been through one review. Mm. You usually get one of those. <laughs> you get one all club review and you survive that um, yeah. in the in the Buckley yeah, okay. Hardwick model um and then it uh if it happens again you're in strike.
0: Yeah yeah Scott yeah, would be was, the other one yeah. for that. If,
3: if they somehow finish seventh and lost their first final then mm. there'd be a lot of heat uh for him. I agree with
0: that. I suppose when I was thinking about this it wasn't so much around is there a scenario where where these guys could get fired. Well yeah I mean of course there is. I was thinking very much in the you know would they be the first coach to get fired, right? Yeah, so yeah, like, fair I, I enough. That, 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 oh, yeah, so
2: you so are you saying that if there's going to be an in-season firing, not not a,
0: yeah, I mean, and and look, you know, clearly I've I've taken the the, the name of it from you know like the, the like when Simmons yeah, and, the, and, and cousin Sell yeah. talk, so like you know maybe we can talk about it more broadly. But I was I was kind of thinking, you know, like which is the team who would get their coach fired first really was was probably what I was thinking but I mean like we can still talk about talk about the others. so like, I, was, I was kind of thinking that those guys are likely to be safe can I see like whilst there's a massive question obviously about Buckley I can't see him getting sacked mid-season right like there's too much respect there for uh, him. I'd say the same for a Longmire and a Clarkson right you know like even if things go extraordinarily
3: bad like those guys aren't going to get the ass. You know, before, you know certainly know, not going to get before. fired. If they suddenly announced in round 10 they've no. resigned, there's not going to be a press conference saying yeah, we've yeah, yeah. called Alistair Clarkson this morning to let him know he's no longer required.
1: Although, although if anyone was going to do it, Kenneth might be the one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and then I'm like, like is fairly new. He's not going anywhere. I don't think Rutten mm-hmm. is going to be the guy. I cannot for the life of me. Remember the fucking North Melbourne guy, but I'm sure it's not going to be him either. David Noble. And so then... David I- Noble. And, and and so then I'm just like, there's not that many left. I mean, like, Nick's is fairly new. Like, if 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 they went if they started out one and ten, which is not not a crazy possibility, like that, that 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 could be up there. And the it's... and the, the the other ones I thought were Goodwin would be extremely yeah. high on my list if things don't go well for the demons. It'd have to be, it'd have to be he, he's he's number one for me. Yeah. And then like strangely enough, kind of Leon Cameron was the other one that I just kind of kept kept thinking about as well like gws have fallen pretty precipitously
2: it depends whether they want to make him a scapegoat for the exodus of talent and say oh it's not that no one wants to be in gws it's that he's not coaching them well anymore um as the first line of defense yeah. to that yeah. that happening
0: which like, i think would be unfair and and like he seems yeah. to be someone who's always been really well regarded as a, as a coach around the league right so oh, i I actually,
2: I actually think there's been a bit of professional jealousy there that they think he gets handed when he was when they were competing in the grand finals and in preliminary finals, that he was handed this list with ridiculously high draft picks and that anyone could have rolled out the balls for them, kind of mm. Alan
3: Joyce style. Um, <laughs> but the uh, I thought if someone was going to get the flick at the end of last year, it would have been him for the end yeah. of the era type thing. A couple of guys have left. They didn't have a great year. But to Boots' yeah. point, I think, earlier, it, no one would have been feeling good about firing someone at the end it of would- four months and a <laughs> <up>. half. <that> would- <laughs>
1: Yeah, they would have had to have looked if, if the dogs hadn't have come good last year, they would have had to have looked at beverage. Like the premiership was amazing, but like three to four seasons later, they were. No he was the other one I was going to say? Year, actually, you know? like like yeah, yeah like, like, everyone likes him, but you can't you can't get away from that fact. Yeah, like they like gone
0: backwards. they've been they've been very inconsistent, and again, like I think we're all saying that uh, that we think they're actually going to be quite good, right? But you know, what's the scenario where they have a pretty slow start of the year, Bontempelli? God forbid gets injured, something else happens and they're, they're struggling to even make the eight by kind of two-thirds of the way through the season. Like that's that's not, it's not inconceivable. I really doubt it. I mean, he brought in their first flag and you know, however long, I don't think he's going to be a mid-season sacking type candidate. But yeah, like I wouldn't say he's necessarily...
3: He, he's got the problem, like Booth said, though, about David T, which is everybody's expecting them to be good mm. and good straight away. So yeah, if they're suddenly mm. slow out of the blocks, the public expectation will come to them quickly. Yeah,
2: And Melbourne's got the same problem, um, by the way. And, I, and I'm looking at the, how we've done it, we actually think that they're not going to meet that public expectation, so that is going to create the, the problem for us. Mm-hmm.
0: Do you use the other one who I have kind of had, and look, I think Gold Coast will take another step forward this year, but if something happens there, like in the finishing 14th or below again, like that, that could not... But, be well but, but, him,
2: but... I mean, they, they can't keep tuning coaches, though.
0: They've got to yeah. stick with someone for... Um,
2: period is, of time. This is third year? So, this, is, this is year number three,
1: yes.
2: Yeah. I, I think it would put him on the hot seat if he had a bad year this year and he would be at the top of the list Yeah.
1: next year. Also, yeah. well, I think um, that club was a real basket case. So, like, I know he didn't take it over from, um, got McKenna, he took it over from Eid, but even after Eid, like, there's a lot of work to do at that club, I guess, what I'm trying to say. So, like, it feels like the start of an era, even though he may be in year three, but it would feel weird to sack him now. Like, for, to what end, yeah, yeah. you know? Unless the board's like, he's, he's there's a problem or something, which maybe there is, but not not as far as I'm at, except for maybe the fact that he's carrying a few pounds.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I think we're saying if there's any coaches getting sacked, which there probably will be, I would say, uh, we're kind of saying that Goodwin would be kind of at the top of our list. Cameron, perhaps mm. a little surprisingly, kind of right up there. Perhaps a Teague. Um, I feel like that's maybe a little bit more of a long shot, but I do understand. I, I certainly understand the scenario, but and look, Nick's would, Teague. Would, I
2: would have third. I would have third behind yeah. the two that you've
0: mentioned. Yeah, yeah. Nick's really is is kind of the other one, and you know, of course, like I hope that doesn't happen. But you know, after being zero and sixteen or whatever they were last year, they they could be real bad. Like it, it, I, I, wouldn't yeah, app- it I wouldn't. Apparently, put
2: it. that that Port Adelaide Adelaide game was a uh, murder house five, the <laughs> final murder house. Um,
1: so.
0: Yeah,
2: uh,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah it, it I, 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 I'm gonna, I'm gonna externally classify Boots's tea call as a hot take. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh. I reckon a guy in his second year getting sacked during the year would be a pretty third, big deal. third, year. Year. third, this third full season, third Boots, year. Right? Uh, third year. So, so sure. you had the ten, 10 games at the end of the
2: yeah, okay, year, but um, and sure,
0: sure. But this is only his mm-hmm. second official year at the helm, right?
1: Yeah, I think that's right, Ranch. Right. Top uh, top five. Well, actually there's a lot of irritating things. But one of the most irritating things is when a coach gets sacked mid season and someone else takes over, the range of takes on the fact that how that guy's done means a lot or means nothing. Mm. You gotta know I mean? be like Jade mm-hmm. Rawlings took over. They won six in a row. Yeah, but the team was already good. No, they weren't good. Yes, they were. He did a lot with them. The players are playing for him. No, they're not. Like you gotta know I mean? be like it's just Meaningless, yeah. you know. yeah
0: yeah Yeah. all right so look it's it's getting pretty late but let's let's get to our, our final segment which is uh which is hot takes right so i really forget kind of where this started i think originally we were going to be like coming up with some of our our best kind of hypothetical cane corn style hot takes but then it quickly moved to a well we've probably got hot takes that we just don't realize are necessarily piping hot so these are i think i'm saying these are hot takes that we kind of believe but would classify as a hot take right Something yeah, like that. So boots. yeah. Uh,
2: I, I think a hot take can be it can it can be you know a a view of something that is not you know that you think sort of runs counter to the prevailing view, or a prediction that you that of something that you think is is more likely, or not necessarily more likely, but it's something that you think is more of a chance than what the general public would think is a chance. Yes. Yeah, fine. So my hot take is that this is Alister Clarkson's last. Yeah. Oh, and he will be coaching the Carlton Football Club at the start of next year. Oh,
0: that is fucking hot. (laughs) That (laughs) That is
2: hot. It's sizzling. Oh my God. He was, when they appointed T, they asked Hawthorne for permission to talk to Alistair Clarkson and were denied that permission to talk to him. Clarkson apparently wanted to have the conversation and I have a strong suspicion that I, because I don't think I think Carlton will, as I've said, will be pretty poor uh, relative to public expectation, wow. and I think they will think that they, it is not a talent issue, and they will look to have uh, whilst they put Bolton in to try and get that, some of the Clarkson magic, they'll see well, can we actually get the actual Clarkson? Magic? They also so they will be the
3: coach at the start of next Carlton do year. also <laughs> always go for the uh, the the, same yeah, the big name, like the splashiest coach, yeah. Same as like the, oh, we're bringing in Stephen Silvani because he's the best recruiter and that'll solve all of our problems. Or we'll get Judd because yep. he'll he'll mean that we'll win flags. Oh, that, wow. they
1: they have been burnt so many times going down that path that doing it again would be just an incredible
0: move. Incredible. Yeah. Well, well like, they did it with Pagan. They did it with Malthouse, Silvani, um, Judd. Yeah, Judd, Silvani, yep, yep. Teague, not so much. Nah, no, say no.
1: <laughs> Teague Teague,
3: Teague finished third in the run-off for the uh, old Carey job. So (laughs) I wouldn't say he's kind of. I was going to say to Boots' hot take is uh, it wouldn't surprise me if the first half that's true and the second half is it. Clark stands up at Collingwood would be also a chance given that the footy boss from Hawthorne just went across.
2: Yeah, maybe. That would be – part of me feels that if Eddie was still there, that would be a more likely chance if Buckley got fired because Eddie would feel the need to fill
1: Buckley's position with – uh, with someone of the highest credentials, um, I, I think I, Buckley I, could have burnt Olympic Park down, and he never would have got fired by Eddie McGuire because it was his ego that kept him in the role, which meant that he was staying mm. forever.
0: Well, well, boots, I got to say, my microphone is sizzling right now. That was so, <laughs> it was so hot, uh, and and I kind of wish I knew these because I I probably should have finished with that because I certainly know that my hot take is kind of shit. In response to that, so um, maybe
2: do a good edit job. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> real,
0: real good uh, so my hot take, and will you mentioned before? I think Buddy Franklin is going to kick uh, no more than 10 goals in the rest of his career. I think he's pretty much over. He'll limp back for a few games and he'll and he'll get a couple in the goal square or something, but I just I think it's, I think we're basically done. That's my hot take. Not that hard. <laughs> I'd
2: describe that as looking warm. Yeah, it's a tip. Tep- and
0: take. It's not very good. I didn't realise how hot you were going to be, Boots. Yeah.
2: It's hot boots. But did you see how many flame emojis I sent? Yeah, it
0: was one of I did. Yeah. I did yeah. see that. But in fairness, your emoji you did, you game did. has really lifted recently, Boots. So, like, it was just, it was on brand. My God. So, there you go. There's my fucking shit take. Whatever. Sam, what do you got for me?
1: I must admit, I, I hope to have something better for this, but there's I circle waylaid by other by trying to be too funny with it. Um, I reckon um, my hot take is that Melbourne Essendon and Carlton won't win a final until 2025 at the soonest. Won't win a final.
0: No. So sorry, Essendon, Carlton, Carlton Melbourne, and Melbourne.
2: That hop takes going to take way too long to be proven correct.
3: Yeah,
1: I know. We funnel in the way.
3: <laughs> mm, yeah, I mean, it's it, like it's yeah, okay. going would be it's the uh, have won a final at least in the last few years, so they'd be the, the fans most horrified. But I still agree.
0: <laughs> and uh, and when one of those teams does win a final in twenty twenty five, which team mm. will it actually be, Sam?
1: That I don't.
0: Will be the Alistair no, Clarkson lead <laughs>
1: blue? every club, because every club, every, yeah, exactly, every club looks shit until they're not, right? Like Richmond, you know what I mean? It was like, I'd say my Richmond, they're never going to win. And then you're like, oh, now they've won. You know what I mean? So Carlton and Eston and Melbourne will continue to be sort of shit until they're not. But I don't know when that's going to be,
0: you know? I would think that if your prophecy is true, it's not going to be Melbourne, because I feel like Melbourne's already better than those two teams now. And so by the time that... Yeah. 2025 rolls around they might be on a bit of a downward swing so i don't i don't think it's yep. gonna be them it could be us i don't know
1: Carlton. fucking depressing. Carl, I, mean, I would say i would say essenden's <laughs> list is better than carlton's right now but then right yeah, now
0: or know, like, mm, i'm not mm, sure about that right now
1: i'd say right now it is but i mean i don't know man yeah, I'm not sure. But there that's my hot take. I hope for something hotter or takier, but that was the
3: best I've got for now. All right. Will you gotta bring us home if we wanna say if we want to play a depressing game, we should put up both Eston and Carlton's list on a whiteboard and work out which one's better. Oh. <laughs> work, work out how
1: work out how many players would make like, I don't know, West Coast's
3: final eighteen. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know how hot mine is. Mine is Bulldogs related, which is as good as Trelor is and different from the rest of their midfielders, they've now got so many midfielders that it sort of ends up being almost canceling each other out, like they've yeah. got eight of them.
2: For the purposes of fantasy football, they're gonna cannibalize each other. Yeah. Treloar and McRae and these guys. I agree yeah. with that.
0: Yeah, like Will, I think that's actually a really good point, but that is not a hot take. That's actually a really well considered and smart take. Like a hot <laughs> a hot take is anything. Uh, that comes out of Kane Corn's mouth, as you know. Um, it is it is anything that Fox footy will take a quote of and put, as you know, multiple quotation marks around and numerous emojis. Like, you know, they, them's, them's a hot take, not a... Well, actually, I've really been thinking about, you know, the structure of the Bulldogs midfield is such that they've got to cancel each other out and blah, 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 blah. blah. It's like, yeah, come on,
3: man. you, you gotta hotter, man. got to be hot on that. Boots has yeah, killed this have, segment have, by being so I, hot. I've got yeah, one more attempt to take <laughs> at it. Like it. Is it... Uh, is it uh, as good as Petty Dangerfield is, he's actually annoying to watch because every time he gets a knock, he goes down like he's been murdered. That bloke's yeah, done his ACL I, yeah. more times than anybody else on the yeah. planet. he had been fined 15 <laughs> minutes later.
0: Yeah. I was once upon a time a, a massive Dangerfield fan, and I, I think I still am. Like, I still very much like watching him play, but it's very smarmy a lot of the time. Like, I, I didn't like he's what he wore to the Brownlow last year. Him. Sorry, Sam. <laughs> he
1: didn't like what he wore to the Brownlow
0: <laughs> last <laughs> year. He was wearing a vest. He looked shit.
1: Yeah, his wife's annoying. You know.
0: All right. Anything else? No, I think that's pretty much covered it. All right, so that'll do it for the Dick and Ham Show. Thank you again to the City of Brisbane. Remember, if you're feeling bummed out and the last three years have felt like a continuous kick to the groin, move to Brisbane. It's a great place to kick your goals. Come to Brisbane. It's so much better than where you were before. Good night. I hope that even more (laughs) the (laughs) same. Suck it.